I appreciate what Jeff said. Of course, he did take away my one idea for capital fundraising. Uh, and then he preached my sermon before he sang the song. So, uh, you know, he just uh, took care of all of it today. Well, in one quick, we can go. Yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> oh, me. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. We're going to look at two verses today. Verses 13 and 14, as we're coming very quickly to the end of this Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus' tone changes just a bit here. Uh, He's talked to us about prayer. He's talked to us about not worrying. He's talked to us about what Christian character is all about. He's talked to us about personal relationships and giving to the poor and everything else. And now he kind of zeroes in on those who are listening. Whether they were listening in Palestine 2,000 years ago or where they're listening today in Somerset, Kentucky. He kind of changes his tone a bit and becomes very, very urgent. As a matter of fact, the first four words that he mentions here, first five words rather, in this verse 13 is a strong statement in the original text. It's a very strong, emphatic statement. It is a command. It is a It is said with a passion that can hardly be understood by just reading it in the English. Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. That's the command. There is a narrow gate. Enter through it. For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few who find it. May God give us understanding of his word this morning. Jesus talks about a broad way and a narrow way. He talks about a broad gate and a narrow gate. And he says the broad way, we'll we'll open this up a little more in a few minutes, but the broad way leads to destruction. The, the, The narrow gate, the narrow way, leads to life. Now, I want you to understand something right up front here. Christianity is a very narrow religion. It's a very narrow faith. I don't even like to call it a religion. Christianity is very narrow in its focus. It's very narrow in its scope. It's very narrow in its principles. It's very narrow in its truth. But it's not narrow-minded. Now, a lot of people will, will just say up front, hey, I don't, want to be, I don't want to be called narrow. As a matter of fact, our culture has learned that the best way to shut up Christians, the best way to silence them is to say, well, you're just really narrow-minded. Or you're just really narrow. You, you ought to be broad. You ought to be more accepting. You ought to be more diverse. Well, Jesus very clearly speaks to that right here in this passage. Now, now I want to be clear on one thing. There's, there's one sense in which we don't want to be narrow. We don't want to be narrow like the Pharisees. We don't want to be carrying around a list of do's and don'ts and saying, oh, let me check that off before I do something or don't do something. Let me see if it's on my list of do's and don'ts. Don't carry around a list. We also don't want to be narrow and inflexible and dogmatic in things in which the Scripture is not clear. You know, I, I, it, it, 
drives me crazy when somebody is narrow and dogmatic on eschatology, the end times. Because, folks, the Scripture tells us that Christ is coming again, and the, Christ, the, the Scriptures tell us that Christ is coming again to this earth in bodily fashion, that Christ is coming again to, with all glory and all power, and, and we'll see Him coming in the air. But it's really kind of unclear on exactly when that's going to be and, and what's going to lead up to it. It's not real, it's not real dogmatic itself there. So it bugs me when people are dogmatic on things like that. bugs me when people are dogmatic on a translation of the Bible. You know, the, the King James Version only. You know, that's, that's, now, they can't build a King James only version from Scripture because, well, Scripture was written before the King James came along. You know, if we're going to be dogmatic on the, the absolute original version of the Bible, let's go back to the Hebrew and the Greek. We'll start having Hebrew and Greek classes next week, and you can come and learn how to read the Bible for the very first time. No, it's, it's not a, we have to realize that in, in 1611, they, they tra- King James had a group of people translate that Bible, but there had been many Bibles prior to it that had been accepted and used very clearly and very broadly. And to become dogmatic on that is absolutely unchristian and unbiblical. We don't want to be narrow like... A certain bishop, uh, we don't want to be like a bishop who was visiting a small denominational college in 1870. And he took strong exception with the president of the college when the college president stood up before the student body and he said, you know, I believe that, this was 1870, I believe that within 50 years, man will be soaring through the air like a bird. The bishop pulled him aside and was scandalized. And he told him, he said, Flight is strictly reserved for the angels and birds. And I beg you not to repeat your suggestion, lest you be guilty of blasphemy. Thirty-three years later, Bishop Wright's sons, Orville and Wilbur, (laughs) made the world's first flight at Kitty Hawk. So, kind of irony there our Lord sometimes likes to play with. We don't want to be narrow in things which the Scripture is not clear on. We don't want to be narrow on things where the Scripture is not. But Jesus says here, there are two gates. There are, if you will, by the title of the sermon, two ways to live. There is a narrow gate and there is a broad gate. And and the broad gate is wide. And the way is broad, and it leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. You know, way, the the word way is used throughout Scripture to talk about the path you follow, the life you live, the the road that you're traveling on in this life. Just in the Scripture reading, Brother Todd read uh, Psalm 1. Tremendous psalm that talks about two ways, the way of the righteous and the way of the wicked. And he said both of those ways are proper ways in this life or realistic ways in this life, but one leads to life, one leads to death and destruction. Or in the Proverbs, if you go to the Proverbs, you find places like uh, in Proverbs 14, 12, where where Solomon writes, there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Now, I think what David is talking about, and I think what Solomon is talking about, and what Jesus is talking about in 
this passage in Matthew 7 are exactly the same things. It's a theme that runs from Genesis to Revelation. It's not New Testament only. It's Old Testament, New Testament. It's the totality of the Scripture that says, listen, there is a broad way. That broad way is a way that seems right to man. The broad way is the natural thing to do. The broad way is the way that men and women are on every single day that seems good and right and acceptable. As a matter of fact, I would go so far to say to you that not only are there the pagans and the false religions and the cultists who are on the broad way, but there are a lot of people, there are a lot of religious people that are on the broad way. Because I think the broad way is a religious way, folks. Everybody... Everybody on this earth has a religion. Even the atheist has a religion. Their religion just happens to be self. They don't worship a, a living God. They don't worship a creator. They don't worship one who is overall and sovereign in all the world. But, but an atheist really worships himself. You know, I am my own God. I am the end all of my life. And that's worship. And so there's this broad way, Jesus says, that, that seems right to man. It looks very appealing. And it looks very appealing because, quite frankly, it's easy. It's really easy. It can be religious. You go to church on Sunday morning. You can dress up real nice and carry your Bible in your hand. And, and you can look really good. And you, there's no content. There's no reality. There's no meaning in your life. And you go out of here and you feel good about yourself because you do something for God. You go to church and everything seems right. And Jesus says, I want you to know the broad way leads to destruction. There are a lot of Baptists who are on the broad way. A lot of Baptists who say, well, I'm, I'm just following my own, uh, my own feelings here. I'm just, this, is, this just feels right. It, it feels good. And, and they've never considered who Christ really is and what Christ has really done. And they've never really trusted in the grace of God, the grace of Jesus Christ alone for their salvation. Today is, as I mentioned at the beginning, Reformation Sunday. Celebrating this coming Saturday, October 31st that the day that Martin Luther nailed those 95 theses to the Wittenberg door and literally began the firing shot, firing salvo for the Protestant Reformation. Out of that Reformation came a redefinition, if you will, of the narrow way. And it came out in five cries, five solas. Sola means alone. And one of them was sola scriptura, that is by scripture alone. And solo Christo, in Christ alone. Sola gratia, by grace alone. Sola fide, through faith alone. And sola Deo gloria, to God alone be the glory. Those became the rallying cries. Those became the statements. Those became the central truths that were reflected in the Reformation. And every single one of them are, refer are, are, are reflected in God's word. Paul said, for you have been saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, so it's not of works, so that no man may boast. Paul said, as we read in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first, then to the Greek, to all who believe. I mean, that's the definition of the narrow way. But the broad way is more fun. The Broadway's entertaining. The Broadway is 
do religion my own way. Do it however I want to do it. Do it however often I want to do it. Do it, live it when I want to live it. Don't live it when I don't want to live it. Just kind of enjoy my religious experience. The Broadway's characterized by charlatans who come in the name of Christ. Next week we'll look at what false prophets are, what false teachers are. That's in the text next week. Don't steal it. Okay, all right. But the Broadway is a way, it's not just pagan. It's not just atheistic. Oh, they're on the, they're on the Broadway. It, but they're not there alone. They're there with a lot of religious people. I'll never forget when, when I was, had received a request for some sermons from a church in Orlando, Florida back around 1990. They asked me just to send them some, at that point, cassette tapes. That's all we had back then. And, uh, and some cassette tapes. And I sent them about eight or ten sermons. And one of them, some of them were out of the Sermon on the Mount, a series I preached then. And I was sure to send them this one on 13 and 14 and then on the latter part of this when it says, those who say to me, Lord, Lord, I'll say, I never knew you. And I sent those to them, and I thought, nobody wants to hear that. Because I said in that sermon, as I'm saying here today, that there are many Baptists who just really want to choose the broad way. They want to live the broad way. They want to say, oh, I, I believe in Jesus. I go to church. I, I give some money. I, I do all those religious things. But they've never really, they've never really fallen on their face before Christ receiving the grace of God and crying out with repentance and faith, Lord Jesus Christ, you are Lord. You're Lord. They want Jesus conveniently. They want Jesus in their own time, in their own way, in their own specified path. Jesus says, listen, the broad way is a way that leads to destruction, and many are those who enter through it. A lot of people get on the broad highway, and they love it, and they, they push it, and they travel it, and they, they say, oh, I'm religious, and I'm okay, and you're okay, and everybody's okay. But then he says in verse 14, but the gate is small, and the way is narrow, that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now, I don't think you can make a, a strict interpretation here that there are not going to be many people saved, okay? I don't think you can say, okay, Jesus says there's few that find the narrow gate and there are many who enter through the broad gate and so there's just going to be me and a few more up there and I'm not so sure about those few more. No, you don't do that because in, in Revelation, I believe it's chapter 7, uh, God, God tells John in that revelation, he says, you know, I'm calling people from every nation and every tribe and every tongue all across the face of the earth, and it is a number that man cannot count. It's an uncountable number, huge number, God tells John. In the book of Revelation. I don't, I don't think Jesus is talking about, hey, there's just going to be a few of you, gang, so be sure you try real hard. It's not it at all. He's just saying it's going to be a lot more popular to choose the Broadway. It's 
going to be a lot of people who just think it's respectable to be in church. And so I'll go and be respectable. It's the right thing to do culturally speaking. It's the right thing to do for my business. It's the right thing to do for my children. I want my children to be in church. And so I'll just go so my children can get a good moral education. This is not about moral education. It's not about morality at all. But rather this is about truth. This is about Christ. This is about the way that leads to destruction or the way that leads to life. Pure and simple. The way that leads to, to life is the way of the cross. Jesus said, as, as Jeff quoted just earlier, he said, you know, I am the way. I'm not a way. I'm not a good way or a better way or even a best way. I already had that in my sermon. He stole it. I'm not any of that. I am the only way. I'm the only way that leads to life. I am the only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no person, period, comes to the Father except through me. Except by me. I know in our multicultural, politically correct, postmodern, I know all those fancy words, world that we live in, that sounds really narrow. But what about the good person who is Muslim? What about the good person who is Buddhist? What about the good person who is Jewish? What about the good person who has no religion? Aren't they going to be acceptable to God? Listen, there is no goodness acceptable to God because we live in a fallen state. It's only through His righteousness. It's only through His goodness. It's only through that narrow way. The way of the gospel. The way of, of the word of God. Sola Scriptura. It's only through the narrow way that God has determined. That anybody can be saved. That anybody can find life. That anybody can walk on this path. Now you say, well, Bill, are you, are you sitting here saying you think most of us are on the broad way? No, not saying that at all. I'm saying that most of you, I hope, I trust, I pray, are on the narrow way. Because you have come to Christ and Christ alone. You're not dependent on your own goodness. You're not dependent on your own ability. You're not dependent on being able to get before God and say, but God, listen, I got some things. I got a list here that I think you'll like. No, but you come to him saying, I come in Christ and Christ alone. As the song says. But I do want you to understand something, folks. Because I believe that every single person in here, myself included, has friends and have loved ones who are on the Broadway. And they may be religious. They may be going through all the motions. They may be as, as righteous as a Pharisee with their own rules and regulations. But they're on the Broadway. And you know they're on the Broadway. And you're sitting there watching them on the Broadway. And you're saying, boy, I hope that Broadway really does ultimately lead to life. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't. That ought to give us a burden for sharing the gospel with those people. 
It ought to give us a burden to taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. Man, let me tell you, if I see you in your home tonight when I'm driving home from church and you beat me home and you've gone to bed and I'm driving by your house and your house is on fire, I'm not going to say, boy, I bet they're already asleep. I'm not going to bother them tonight. I'll, uh, I'll tell them about it tomorrow. Be foolish. Folks, I want to tell you that people that are on the Broadway, I don't care how much you love them, I don't care how much you care about them, if they're on the Broadway, they're in a much more perilous situation than their house being on fire and them asleep in the bed. They're on their way to destruction. And if you really love them, you know, sometimes we say, well, we, don't, we love them so much, we just don't want to offend them. We don't want to, we don't want to challenge them. We don't, want to, we don't want to say something to them because they might think we think they're wrong. We do think they're wrong. And if you really love them, just like if I really love you and you're already in bed, I'm going to stop and beat on your door and ring your doorbell and kick the door in if I have to to get you awake and get you out of there so you can be rescued from the fire. If you really love them, You'll risk offending them. You'll risk them saying to you, I don't want to hear it. Leave me alone. That's all right. That's not your responsibility, what they respond. It is your responsibility to tell them. When Jesus says there is a broad way, there is a narrow way, there are only two ways. There's not three, there's not four. I know Americans would like to think, well, there are about 15 different ways. And maybe a couple of them are really pretty good. Jesus said, no, there's only two. That's why I've told you before, and we'll look at it again in Galatians in a couple of weeks, that there, on Sunday night, that there is only two religions in the world. You look at a book of world religions, it'll tell you there are hundreds, maybe even thousands. But there are really only two. There's the religion of man's achievement. And there's the religion of God's accomplishment. Christianity is God's accomplishment. What he accomplished on the cross through the death of Christ, through the blood of Christ, in order that those who believe in him will be led into the path of life. Every other religion, every other religion is try, try, try your best. Do the best you can. Islam says go out and blow yourself up and man, boom, you're in heaven with 73 72 or however many virgins. Still can't figure that one out. You know, Judaism says follow these laws, these regulations, these dietary things, and, and maybe you'll be right with God. It's all, it's all human achievement. Buddhism says meditate and, 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 and think and, and clear your mind and, and just clear everything out and, and you'll find the, the peace that comes with that. And Hinduism says, find nirvana. And you you go on and on and on. Everything is about human achievement except Christianity. Christianity is the only one that says, God did something for you you could not do for yourself. God did something for you you could not do for yourself. It is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, based on the scriptures alone. And he's the only one that gets glory for it. Ways broad leads to destruction. Ways narrow that leads to life. 
really not going to bother me much anymore that people call me narrow. Because I can't get any narrower than our Lord on this one. And he made it clear. He stated it emphatically. And the challenge here, he says, the command here, he says, in the first part of verse 13 that I started with, enter through the narrow gate, period. Because that's the only gate that leads to life. There's two ways to live. In the presence of Almighty God on the narrow way, through the narrow gate, or separate from the presence of God, even though religious, on the broad way. It's funner. It's not a word, is it? It's more fun. It's more fun on the broad way, worldly speaking. It's more fun there because, hey, I call the shots. I rule my own life. I set up my own destiny. And that destiny is destruction. Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. Jesus says, I am the door in John. I am the door. I am the gate. If you want to enter, here's the door. If you want to come in, here's the door. You can't climb over the fence. You can't break in through a window. Here's the door. He's a little nicer than me. I'd say take it or leave it. He doesn't quite say that. But he says it is the only way. There is no other path. There is no other door. There is no other gate. It's narrow. I think what he's doing to you and me as Christians is saying examine yourselves to be sure you're in the, on the narrow way. Examine yourselves to be sure you're not trusting in your goodness and your righteousness and your church attendance and your giving and your whatever. But you're trusting in Christ and Christ alone. Because that's really and truly all that matters. Let's bow together as we pray. And I don't know if it will be too much trouble or not, but I'd like to do in Christ alone again. I like receive the glory, but I just want to do in Christ alone again. This is a hymn of commitment. It's a hymn of invitation. And I say to you this morning, if you've been on the Broadway, maybe the Spirit of God is working in your heart today to get you off the Broadway and on the narrow way, and you need to come and confess Christ. Maybe where you're sitting, you just need to deal with some things that God is dealing with you about, where you kind of tried to straddle both the narrow and the broad. Can't be done. The writer of Proverbs also said in, in that very familiar passage, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will make your path straight. He will lead you to life. I invite you to Christ this morning. The only narrow way. I invite you to come to Him. Let's stand together and let's sing together. In Christ alone.